Hello and welcome to Reality Weekly. We're here to talk about this week in Survivor. I'm here with two of my co-hosts. First off, Andrew. Andrew, how are you? Great, buddy. How are you? Doing great. Nice to have you here. And also, news. News, how are you doing? I'm doing good. This was a great episode, in my opinion. The best episode of the season, and I'm excited to talk about it. Yeah, I'm really excited to talk about the Velachos Hour. I mean, Survivor. Uh, it, it really had a lot of Tony in this episode, which is not necessarily a bad thing as somebody who is a, a pretty big Tony fan. Um, let's just start from the beginning of the episode. Uh, you know, Jeremy last week he dips out um, using his uh, his safety without power. He comes back to camp. Everybody comes back to camp, and he's just asking like, "Hey, what happened? What happened?" And nobody's really responding to him. That turns into a little bit of an argument with Ben about, you know, who's a bigger threat and things like this. Uh, I, I want to jump to to Andrew first. Andrew, what were your thoughts on the entire situation there with Jeremy from not, you know, getting an answer about what was going on to his little argument with Ben? I mean, I really think this should be the writing on the wall for Jeremy to know that he's on the outs and that people really aren't a fan of him. And I really don't think he should have been so shocked that so many people were just kind of ignoring him because like leaving tribal council and not voting and leaving allies behind just kind of comes across as selfish. So I can't imagine too many people would be thrilled with Jeremy in that present moment. And I kind of understand where the shutout came from. Um, it is interesting though, that it led to an argument with Ben. And the thing I ha- realized with Ben is that this season, the way he's been shown so far really hasn't been so positive as it was his first season. So the more and more I get more and more Ben scenes and they haven't been that great, the more and more it kind of just shows me I really don't think Ben's winning with the way he keeps going. I actually think Ben's having a pretty decent edit. Uh, I'm surprised that you said that. I don't necessarily see Ben as like a winner potential. I don't think he's getting like a really negative edit. I do think Jeremy, however, is getting a negative edit. And I think this argument with, with Ben made Jeremy look really bad. I'll go to you, News. Something that me and Andrew talked about last week is we thought that, that Jeremy kind of screwing his allies was something that was really going to be a detriment going forward. Turns out this episode, it was kind of confirmed by Ben that Jeremy seemed was seemingly going to be the vote. So if you're Jeremy and you know you're at the point where you know that you were the vote and you saved yourself, at, like what do you do to pick up the pieces and move forward? Um, I think she did the right things. Like he went back to the same alliance and he was like, you know, what's the next step? But uh, just a real quick, just to touch on what you guys were talking about with people being upset, I was actually pretty surprised at how upset the other side was at Jeremy. Uh, you know, like Sarah and Ben and stuff. I said, you guys were going to vote him out. Like, how are you guys going to be upset at him for using an advantage to save himself? You know, usually in, like, previous seasons, you would see people, like, praising that type of move. Uh, you know, like, uh, for example, Kelly Wentworth with the idol. You know, famously, uh, you know, postseason, a lot of people would say that after the day after uh, that tribal council, everyone was, like, walking up to her and treating her like a queen, right? So, like, I think I was pretty surprised to see, like, how, like, sensitive ben was in this, specifically in this scenario and i think that like sensitivity edit has really been uh, painted on ben like going all the way back to the way she was talking to adam i do think the one of the things that separates uh this season from what you were mentioning earlier about praising the move i do think these people tony sarah i think we're at least gonna try and kind of pull the wool over sarah's i mean excuse me jeremy's eyes and say hey no we're with you and i feel like tony kind of got that little bit where he's like pulling the wool over over jeremy's eyes he's like no i'm with you and although they did vote together this episode it did seem that tony was probably on board to vote him out last episode um but speaking of sarah uh there was a quick little uh um Seen about Sarah's fashion show, uh, Andrew. Uh, why was this in there? Sarah needs something positive. Sarah needs something. I don't know. I watched the whole thing and was kind of baffled. 
in here. Um, I mean, I guess if anything, I think one of two things they wanted something that gave Sarah some light and like something that's light and kind of cool, or they really were trying to avoid making this the Tony Hour because it really, really was very close to becoming the Tony Hour. And then they were just like, hey, this is something that we can kind of throw in that we won't be questioned for. Let's put it in the episode. Yeah, I do think this is probably the only piece of negativity from Tony this episode where, like, he seemed to be kind of over the fashion show. And he seemed to kind of, like, you know, not particularly care about it. I do think it kind of made him look like a little bit like a grump. Um, But that was, you know, a little bit more, I think, pro-Sarah and even, like, pro-women than it was, um, you know, anti-Tony or anything. Um, Can I ask this question? Go ahead. Can I ask a real question real quick? Did you guys like this segment? I don't know, because I personally really enjoyed it. Uh, I didn't particularly enjoy it, but I don't I don't hate it. Like I wasn't like like uh, due to the fact that last uh, episode about this time we would have gotten about the third family visit. <laughs> like you know what I mean? Like uh, I'll, I'll 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 deal with this. I'll deal with this kind of like one minute of like non game stuff if that means that like we're gonna keep the rest of the show like game related. So I, you know I was okay with it. Yeah, I mean, and I think one of the Ben was really hilarious with his like yelling. He's like, yeah, <laughs> like he was really like he was really uh, kind of uh, really into it. If that makes I, sense. I, I really wanted Ben to pull out a slay queen. Oh. <laughs> uh, I, I would have lived for that. What would you have stand him, Andrew? Oh, one hundred and fifty. <laughs> Actually, no, I wouldn't. No, I wouldn't. I'm, I'm, I can't lie to our viewers. I can't. <laughs> uh, <laughs> All right. So uh, speaking of the Tony hour uh, news, uh, Tony goes out to find the idol and then uh, Nick uh, comes in and and is like trying to help Tony find it. And Tony kind of sends him away and Tony finds the idol. Uh, How excited were you for Tony to have his hands back on another idol? Dude, I tell you what, there's nothing better than watching Tony fight an idol. The guy, his reactions, everything. Like he just lives and breathes Survivor, and you could tell it whenever he's like on the, whenever he's jumping for joy and like you know super excited, and he's like kissing the idol and all that stuff. It was so exciting. I'm I'm full team TV. I love it so much, and uh, I hope we get more of this. I still remember Kageyama when he found his first idol, and he literally like moaned when he got it. Like it was, <laughs> it was the weirdest thing. Uh, but yeah, t- t- Tony finding idols is it. Listen, Tony is the best idol finder when it comes to reactions, right? Like, like you can argue that like Russell was better at like finding the idols or even Ben who had like a, a lot of idols in his season, but the reactions that Tony gives, uh, top tier, like, uh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> like with Russell, it's like more of like a matter of like swagger where it's like, it's that easy. And like, you know, there it is and all that stuff. Right. With Tony, it's just genuine, like, uh, enjoyment and, like, amazing top-tier reactions where he's just, like, overjoyed. Yeah. So we'll move on to the Edge of Extinction. Uh, so during the Edge of Extinction, there was a little bit of clue that uh, that Nally found out of a wine bottle. Uh, she shares it with Parvati. They look and they look and they look and they find out it is under the shelter. Uh, Parvati kind of steers these people away. Nally's scratching and digging, and she pulls out uh, what turns to be an advantage, and that advantage is... The extortion advantage, where they can basically blackmail any player in the game for any amount of fire tokens they want. Uh, and if that person does not come forward with a ransom, I guess you could say ransom, uh, then that person cannot vote and they also cannot compete in the immunity challenge. I'm going to go first to you, Andrew. Andrew, what was your thoughts on just the advantage of the whole? Not necessarily who they gave it to or anything like that, just the, the I guess, the advantage or disadvantage, if you will. What was your thoughts on that? Um, 
you see, I, I had, like, mixed feelings about it. I was trying to think about, like, do I like this? Do I not? Like, I like the idea of something. I'm actually, I tolerate the idea of sending advantages to people in the game. But to kind of, like, uh, send the disadvantage to someone and, like, make them have to find these fire tokens, especially so late in the game, you know, it kind of is interesting. But on the same note, it just wasn't. Let me put it like this. If the person who got it didn't get it, I don't think it would have been as interesting. Yeah, if she sends this to, like, Sophie, is this as fun? Uh, probably not. Uh, let me go to you, News. What was your thoughts on the uh, the disadvantage? I absolutely loved it. But then again, like you guys are saying, I don't know if this is because it was Tony who got it and made it such an amazing, like, t- t- TV, or, you know, if it's just the advantage itself. You know, the advantage itself, I think, it adds a bit of, like, you know, strategic and social, like, uh, gameplay. And, you know, it really emphasizes that when you vote people out, you have to, they have to leave the game in a, you know, thinking of you in a good way, right? You can't vote them out with them being bitter towards you. And I think this is one of those situations that proves that, right? And, you know, I'll be honest, I actually loved it, but I can't tell if it's because of Tony or if it's because of the advantage. Yeah, I had mixed feelings about this, too. Like, part of me does not like the idea that somebody can be penalized in the game for something that somebody who was voted out finds on the edge of extinction. Like, I like I don't necessarily mind advantages being sent in the game. Uh, I don't love it, but it's fine. Uh, it's something I can cope with, as Andrew said, like, tolerate. Um, but I don't love the idea of your game being penalized for something that was out of your control. It was nothing to do with the players that were in the game or in the main game. Um, so I don't like that. However, on the other side of this thing, you know, a lot of people always complain there are too many advantages in Survivor. They say, hey, you know, enough with the idols and the double votes and the vote stealers and the vote blockers and the safety without powers. You know, this essentially was something that did not change the game up at all, right? Like, yes, um, because Tony was able to get the coins, this basically went off without a hitch. You know, the immunity challenge was the same. The vote was the same. Nothing different. And even if he didn't come up with them, it wasn't necessarily going to be game changing in terms of like it wasn't a power that could be used. It was just like, OK, he can't, he can't vote. He can't do immunity. So it keeps the game for the most part as close to normal as possible. So as somebody who maybe, you know, get a little bit annoyed at the amount of advantages that come in. It is difficult to get mad at this because this did, wasn't going to change the game significantly uh, regardless. So no one was going to get screwed by the twist unless it was Tony. Um, so I, I had mixed uh, opinions about it as well. But going to who got the uh, the disadvantage, that was Tony. I love Tony's reaction to it where he was reading it. And even in the confessionals, he was reading it as if it was a good thing. He's like, he was like, oh, my God, I get to extort somebody. You know, I'm usually a cop. I don't get to extort people. Uh, and then then he reads that bottom line. And he delivers it so well in a confessional. And that's what makes Tony to me like such a top tier character is the fact that he can even in the confessional act like he can remember what his spirits were like, what his emotions were at that moment. And then be able to like deliver that to the audience. I want to oh, go to dude. both of you. Go ahead, News. Uh, I, I'll just jump in right here. This was so amazing. I, like, I think I, I can't remember like a better like you know better moments in the past couple seasons than this. Like funnier moments, I should say. It was so funny just seeing his like face. He was like lighting up. He's like, oh, I, I would love to extort someone. And then like you can see like you can hear him start complaining once he figures out that <laughs> the, the advantage was being used on him. Sorry, the disadvantage was being used on him. He's like, you know, I don't think this is fair. It's illegal. This is not. <laughs> so he got mad and upset and you know it was just amazing Andrew what do you think um yeah no again like that's why like I go back and forth with this disadvantage is because Tony's reaction is what made it Tony's way of going about it like going to people like I need to go to my fake alliance and get fire tokens from them and then like his reaction when he found out that Michelle 
um, paid four fire tokens for an advantage um, that he thought she couldn't use in the moment uh, was just priceless too. Like, oh my gosh, they're just going around extorting everybody this season. Um, just like he made that disadvantage what it was. Um, and that's why like I have mixed reactions with it because had someone like Sophie, had someone like even Jeremy, Kim, like all these other people gotten it, it would not have been nearly as interesting. Can I just bring up something real quick? How good of a lie was the what did Michelle come up with? Like that was such a good lie in my opinion. And Tony like bought a hook, line, sinker. Yeah, I think a lot of people when put on the spot like this, they they think of something that is uh, completely like ridiculous. Where it's like, oh, okay, well, actually, I have immunity to like the final two. They <laughs> think of something that's really <laughs> stupid. But I think Michelle's saying, oh, not only do I do I not have any coins, but I spent them on an advantage that cannot benefit you in the game, Tony. So Tony doesn't look at it and say, oh, you know, Michelle can use this advantage on me and help me. And he he also doesn't look at it and say, oh, Michelle's got an advantage, I got to take her out. It's like, okay, like if I take Michelle out, like the the advantage only helps her then you know what i mean like like uh that's the only time she can play it is if she's out of the game so i have no interest in taking her out so i think that was a really smart play by her to 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 come up with a realistic advantage but also one that did not um you know make her chances of going home any higher and on right, the i mean i think my only oh sorry, sorry go no. ahead sorry go ahead i think my only fear with the lie that she told it is a good lie and i, I and she told it well my only fear is if it ever comes um to a point where they're deciding who the vote are on, like, or Tony has an epiphany, like, I don't want certain people coming back. He might go and think, well, Michelle has an advantage that she might be able to beat someone I don't want to come back, so maybe I should vote her out. Um, that's my only fear. I don't think it will come to that, but that is a side effect of her lie. But otherwise, I really do think it was a really well-done story that she told. And, like, why it's it, man? It was on the spot. Like, that's, that's the thing that's even more impressive. Yeah, it was good. It was a good lie for sure. But going into what Tony had to do. So Tony goes to Michelle, as we mentioned earlier. He says, sorry, no coins. He, he goes to Jeremy. Jeremy gives him one. He goes to Nick. Nick gives him one. He gets one from Ben as well. So then he ends up having enough with his three to be able to buy back his essential like uh, right to immunity and right to vote. Now, I want to go to both of you. Andrew, if you were in the position and you're Tony and you have an idol and you only have three fire tokens, do you even think that you try to like scoundrel up the other three coins or do you think you just you know eat it and just not vote and not uh plan immunity i mean i think i mean the the thing that makes it tempting to not even like do it and just eat it is like because you won't be playing an immunity people will know you got disadvantage so when you don't vote at tribal council people will also know that it was a disadvantage and they won't really fault you for it and once they find out that you had to come up with six fire tokens, I think most people in an alliance would be pretty understanding. I think the one thing I would hesitate, though, is if I'm in an alliance with someone and they got this advantage and they didn't bother to ask me for any fire tokens, I start questioning, do you trust me enough to go forward in this game? So a part of me thinks you have to try and like find the fire tokens and ask people because it shows that you trust them. All right, what about you, News? What would you do in this situation? Um, you know, I usually would, you know, try to get the fire tokens, but I think in this case of, in the case of Tony, right, you know, I think it results with, like, you know, Sophie getting blindsided, it's all, it's all great and stuff like that, but if you actually think about it, there's actually kind of a pro to actually, you know, not vote and just let, you know, Jeremy get voted out, because that way you can say, you know, I wasn't involved in the vote, I have no idea what happened and stuff like that, and you still keep, you know, Jeremy happy, right, if he goes to the jury, 
And I think she could end up being a jury vote for Tony if Tony makes it to the end. Because according to Jeremy, he really trusted Tony. So if he has no reason to not trust him, then at that point, you know, he still he still wants to vote for him come the you know final triple council. Well, to, to your point is, I do think there's a possibility that if you don't go out, I mean, if he doesn't like get those tokens and Jeremy goes out, I don't think it's a guarantee that Jeremy actually would have went out, right? Um, I mean, based on the vote, like if if the vote was the same, which is not a guarantee because Tony wouldn't have voted, you know, it still would have been a, a tie, right? So it would have been a tie. Jeremy probably does go home, but they look at Tony as the potential target. It's like, hey, Tony doesn't have a vote tonight. Like, is this the time that we make the move on him? And yeah, you have an idol, but do you want to like dispose that idol so quickly? So like it. It does kind of like worry me. It was like, you know, if Tony didn't do this, would he become, would, would, would his name come up more? You know, his name didn't come up at all because of immunity, but if he didn't do this, then he wouldn't have immunity. So, you know, where would his name be in terms of the pecking order for this vote? Um, however, I think if I was in this position as Tony, I don't necessarily know if I would even try to uh, get the fire tokens from other people because I feel like at some point, Tony is going to have to vote out Ben, Jeremy, or Nick at some point, right? Um, just if he if he makes it in the game, he's probably gonna have to vote one of these people out. And I just feel like like taking somebody's fire token to keep your own safety, and then you have to turn on them. I don't think it's necessarily going to be the the best jury management, especially when you look at how emotional Ben has been, how emotional Jeremy has been. Uh, Nick certainly is somebody that gets really upset when he gets blindsided. Uh, let alone if he was the one that got voted out. So I think you're talking about three potential really emotional jury members, <laughs> and you're gonna have to screw somebody over. So it's like you know if you're Tony. I, you know, it, it certainly would worry me if, if I was going to go and get fire tokens from these people that I was going to have to vote out. Because I don't think he wants to go to the end with, with all four of those people. I mean, all three of those people. But he might. Um, but That's at some true. point, I, I don't know. I, I just don't know what the um, end goal is. And I think that if we do get a Tony in the final three and then one or all three of those guys on the jury, I, I feel like we're going to hear that in some capacity. And maybe they respect the move, maybe they respect the hustle, but you know, I think just from what we know about those three guys, I don't think it's a guarantee. So I, I would be, I would be worried for sure. So and um, also, uh, if we actually want to move on to the challenge, I actually have a point about that. You, you know, with the coins anyway, with sorry, with the tokens anyway. And what was that about? The immunity challenge? Yeah, the immunity challenge. Okay, go ahead, news. So I'll say this: when it comes to Tony winning the immunity challenge, right, he gets two coins, right. I think, in my opinion, Tony should have thrown that challenge because now that he has, sorry, he has two, uh, now that he has two uh, fire tokens, he's now, in a, he's now in a bind, right, where he has to choose between three people, you know, who gets the tokens, right? And in my opinion, that shows a lot, probably, to the three people as like, you know, who Tony really considers to be his ally and who he just considers to be, you know, disposable. What do you guys think? The thing about that, I see, is because. Um, you know, Jeremy was kind of out of his vote the last cycle, and Ben probably is a little bit more emotional than Nick. Like, in my opinion, looking at the game, I feel like Tony really wants Nick in the end. That's my guess. Don't know where he stands with Ben or, or Jeremy, but I feel like he definitely wants Nick in the end, just in the way that he's kind of, like, talking about him almost as, like, a sidekick. I think you give the, the, the token to Jeremy, you give the token to Ben, and I think Nick probably is more understanding. That's what I would think. And also, if Jeremy does go out because of an idol or, or Ben goes out with an idol, Tony's probably going to get one of those uh, coins back, right? So um, I think it's it's a good kind of insurance policy. Well, I don't think a whole lot of people are seeing Nick's a threat. I think they're probably just seeing him at this point as kind of a goat. Um, so, you know, you're not going to get that token back if you give it to Nick, most likely. But you may get it back if you give it to Jeremy or Ben, just because if they get blindsided, they may give it back to you. As long as you're not part of it. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Well, what about you, Andrew? Um, I kind of was along the same lines of what Wyatt said. 
um, just the way him and Nick have been kind of like coexisting recently, I feel like you kind of just, I think if you even kind of just explain it to Nick, he'd be understanding of it. Um, versus, you know, Jeremy and Ben, on the other hand, Ben's been incredibly emotional this season. I quite frankly don't get it. I, there's no way on earth he understands why he's not getting his token back. Um, and same with Jeremy. So really, well, why it's like, it kind of would stand here. Um, but I think the bigger issue is like, I don't know if he needed to win immunity just because it just is another thing people can look at and just say, oh, he keeps winning things. Why are we keeping him in the game? Um, and that's just another thing that paints a target on his back. I think that's the bigger concern than who gets the fire token. It um, becomes a question of how much longer do we keep this guy in the game? Because he keeps winning things, and we know he's a threat. Um, and if he keeps winning things, we have to get rid of him the moment he loses. Yeah, for sure. That's, that's something that they have to consider, especially with two immunity wins in a row. Um, and, and what we're basically kind of like, uh, you know, me and Andrew talked about it uh, last episode, but, you know, it, it was kind of ironic that somebody that was so, like, fast-paced and aggressive won the challenge last week that was so, like, you know, methodical and slow and steady wins the race. And this, you know, wasn't a race, um, but, you know, you still had to stand still. <laughs> it was something that you couldn't have a lot of movement. And somebody from Tony who certainly seems to have a, uh, a mass case of uh, – uh, ADD, <laughs> he somehow wins this uh, in what is another, another endurance challenge. Yay, I love these endurance challenges so much. I was so happy last week when we didn't get on. So, you know, it just, just brought me right back to reality. So uh, so t- Tony wins immunity. Uh, so not only did he get to play an immunity, but he also won immunity. Uh, so then we get back and, you know, everybody's scrambling, everybody's targeting. Uh, news, just just give give us a breakdown of uh, of, like, what happened uh, after they get back from camp and what did you expect to happen going into tribal? So when they come back from camp, from my understanding at least, you know, they're kind of breaking into two different groups and uh, it seems like the f- one group consisting of Kim, Denise, Michelle, Jeremy are all vying for Tony's vote. Well, they all think that they have Tony's vote. Um, but then uh, on the other but then the problem is that within that group, Kim and uh, Denise aren't convinced that Tony's with them, so they decide to just go with the other alliance, the other majority alliance. So this quickly turns into, uh, you know, uh, Kim and the, it quickly turns into a uh, a vote where Kim and Sarah vote for Michelle, and then the rest of them vote for Jeremy. Whereas, and then you know, Jeremy and uh, Jeremy and Michelle vote for uh, who was it? Uh, who are the? I, I can't remember who they're trying to vote for. Ben, sorry, yeah, Ben. But then you know. Tony, he gets, uh, he gets, I guess, tired from uh, nobody, you know, talking strategy or just how quiet it was. And he gets too excited and he decides uh, to make a separate plan to take out so- uh, Sophie because she's too close to Sarah. So, you know, you have, so then like, you know, last minute he pulls aside Nick, you know, to, uh, gives him the same pitch he gave to Wu and Kagayan. And, you know, Nick was like, I'm down. And uh, he pretty much talked to Jeremy and Michelle and, you know, they made, they made, they made an alliance of four. And uh, in a 4-3-2 vote, Sophie was taking out come tribal council. Um, I personally, you know, was, uh, you know, surprised that, uh, you know, Jeremy actually went for it. I thought that he might have, you know, just stuck with the Ben vote and he would have been actually taken out because, uh, you know, he was because of his own reluctance to shift the vote. 
Yeah, appreciate that news. I, I going into tribal, I did think this core four was going to stay together when when Tony kind of brought these people together. Um, but I I wasn't necessarily sure that Sophie was going to be the vote. I kind of thought they might audible uh, at, at the end and, and go for somebody else, just because I really thought that Sophie's edit was very strong. I just did not see her going out in, in this tribal in this way without some type of like super impactful uh, episode that really spotlighted her. And this didn't. Uh, what about you, Andrew? Um, the moment Tony said her name, I kind of knew it was over for Sophie, which was quite unfortunate because I actually thought she was doing quite well up up until this point. Um, and I was kind of excited to see how she does in the end game with these people. Um, but like I said, this is this is the thing about Tony because he did this type of thing in Kageyan all the time where he would just flip on alliances and then go back to them and then flip on the alliance again and then go back to them and no one would stop him. Um, so Sophie going wasn't too big of a shock to me, especially seeing who was pushing for her to go. My question is, how will the tribe respond? Um, and I'm, you know, I'm interested, will they make the same mistake Kageyan cast made and just keep forgiving Tony and not do anything about it? Or are they going to try to go for him? You know, one thing that was interesting about, uh, you know, the, the vote and the tribe dy- dynamics in general it is kind of similar to Kagayan, you know, one th- uh, to Kagayan, and you know, like one thing that uh, Survivor Know It Alls, another podcast, pointed out, is that uh, you know Trish, uh, sorry Sarah, has similar is taking like a similar role as you know Trish did in Kagayan, and it's pretty like you know, it's a pretty similar scenario now where you know in Kagayan Tony blindsided Trish, and you know Trish forgave the. Uh, forgive the Tony. I wonder if the same thing is going to happen uh, now. Uh, why do you think that's the case, or do you think Sarah is going to come after Tony? I definitely think a lot of it's going to come down to who they can agree on. Like I'm trying to think off the top of my head. Is like is Tony going to agree to vote out Michelle? Probably not. Is he going to agree to vote out Nick? Probably not. Will he agree to vote out Jeremy? I think it's possible. Um, ben, possible. Denise, I don't know if Sarah wants to let Denise go. Um, not sure about her relationship with Kim, really. So I, I think it's possible. I think what is more likely to happen is they will work together for the next vote. And then I think you're going to start to see Sarah and Tony realize that, like, hey, maybe this other person, despite being friends with them, is, is actually my biggest threat in the way of winning $2 million. Yeah, but I yeah. see that, yeah. But um, but yeah, so I think that's going to be one of the most interesting things to look at next episode is does this four kind of stick together? I believe next week is the last episode that is one hour. I believe after that, I think we get a two hour episode and then we get the finale, which is three hours. Um, so I definitely expect kind of a more, um, you know, a, a, a tribal that is really going to kind of put the pieces in, in place. Because when you're talking about two hours and things like this, they're probably only going to do those for the votes that are a little bit more. Uh, easy to see based on the edit. Um, so I'm expecting a, a quite a crazy tribal this this next week. Um, let me go ahead and just, uh, before we get out of here, let me just get a prediction. News. Who goes home next week? Uh, I think that the person that Tony and Sarah agree upon, you know, voting out next week and, you know, as a, like a forgiveness type of vote, uh, like, you know, forgive me type of vote from Tony, I think it'll be Jeremy. I think he'll be taken out next week uh, and uh, just to mend relationships. All right, Andrew, who do you think is going home next week? Probably Jeremy. Um, like what? I kind of agree with what News said. This is kind of, but I forgive. Uh, please forgive me. I won't do this again. I'll give you what you want, or we can compromise with at least voting out Jeremy. 
And besides, he keeps talking about how Jeremy is kind of a threat anyway, so it's bound to happen. I, I definitely could see Jeremy going home, but I'm trying to think of who I think would also um, be somebody they could agree upon. And I think somebody, if Tony can out-talk Sarah, which I think is very possible, I think we may see somebody like Sarah go home. I think Sarah lets go of Kim before she lets go of Denise, and I think that could potentially put the target on Kim next week. And Kim also has these these edit scenes where she's talking about how Tony is such a big threat and everything. And I think if that goes back to Tony, with or without Sarah, uh, I think I think Kim may be the, the person that he's trying to put the uh, um, Sorry, wait, the wait, horns wait. on. Does this Sarah goes or Kim goes? No, I'm saying Kim goes. Oh, okay, because I, I thought I heard you say that Sarah goes. Okay, never mind. No, I'm saying with or without Sarah. Okay, gotcha. Um, yeah, I can, I can see made. Kim going home too. And it also matches up with the preview where Kim is like, you know, this could be my biggest move or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, he does have an idol. You know, maybe the votes end up going on Tony and then he ends up playing it. Who knows? Um, maybe Tony continues this uh, immunity run, a la Mike Holloway, a la Benji Bergen, <laughs> just like wins every How immunity cra- going forward. How crazy would that be, man? Like, coming into the season, right? Who would have predicted that Tony would win two back to back individual immunities? I mean, he really, like, remember, this guy lost the final immunity to Cass. You know what I mean? In fact, <laughs> lost the final. In fact, I believe lost final four and final three immunity to Cass. <laughs> Wait, uh, final three was woo. Oh yeah, 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 that's right. Um, so less embarrassing right. at that point. <laughs> yeah, but uh, but still, I mean, like uh, he lost to woo in what was a blind maze in a puzzle. <laughs> you know that's what I mean? Like, it's even that's worse. <laughs> it's even worse. Um, but uh, but yeah, uh, bad mistake on my part. But you know, listen, I'm I'm enjoying I'm I'm enjoying the Volacos hour. Uh, hopefully, it stays on. I think Tony right now would be the person I would be the most content with winning uh, the game. Although I gotta be honest, I don't think I would necessarily be upset with anybody winning except for Jeremy. I think he's he's got a little crybaby eyes going on. <laughs> I'm not too big of a fan of him winning, uh, but you know who knows. Yeah, I wouldn't be a fan of seeing Jeremy or Ben win. I think Ben is just like. I think it's just like I, I can't believe it in all winter season, right? Ben is going like we're not talking and like shutting people down and stuff like that. Like how fucking stupid is that? Hey, he went to the the school of Boston Rob, remember? Like he was on a tribe with him. Yeah, I mean that's like so like like how could you be like how could you treat people like that? That's so rude. I, I definitely think that Ben is playing better this season. Um, regardless of whether this episode didn't show it or not. I do think you're seeing what I think a lot of people forget in season 35 is although Ben's win is certainly tainted because of the the fire making and the idols and all the immunity wins. You know, he was kind of having a big strategic influence up until you know they realized that, hey, maybe the Marine is not the person who we want to take <laughs> to the end. Um, that is that so. is true. So, like, he did have a lot of influence. And to be fair, like, I'm not even positive that if, if they didn't, like, literally tell him he's on the Heroes Tribe, that he would have even said that he was a Marine. And maybe his threat level isn't as big. You know, you never know. But I definitely think that, like, he's always had strategic influence. And I think it's harder for him this season because he's clearly outmatched. But I still think you're seeing signs of, of what he was doing in 35, uh, even if it's not nearly as effective as someone like Tony. Oh, yeah, true. But also, I also want to bring this up. Andrew, did you see, like, how... Uh... Jeremy kept looking at, like, staring at Ben during the vote read. Oh, yes. Intently staring at Ben. And the entire time I'm just thinking, please don't ma- please don't murder this man on television. Please don't murder him on television. Um, but Who's going to murder it's, who? It's funny. I, I mean, I mean, if Jeremy They're both tries, pretty big. Lo- They're both, They're both yeah. pretty big. I mean, the funny thing about the whole situation is you have two very emotional and their feeling players who are at each other's throats right now. Because um, Ben is in his feelings so much, I just like so many feelings for one survivor player. Good lord, 
Um, and then you have Jeremy, who has also always been in his feelings. And now that they're kind of just at each other's throats right now, it's funny to see that tension at Tribal Council um, come out in such a petty way. Dude, I, I, I'll be honest, though. Jeremy just staring at Ben. That was a pretty gangster move. Like, he was just like, oh, you thought. You thought I'm going home, huh? You thought I'm going home. Like, he literally was just, like, sticking the middle finger in, in Ben's face. And he was like, you thought, bitch? You thought I was going home? It, what about It would guys? be better if I knew that too. Jeremy would outlast Ben. <laughs> I don't think yeah. that's going to happen. It could. I, don't that's, I mean, yeah, I don't think it's going to happen either. I don't see either. it happening. Um, let, let's do the final part here. Let's, uh... Let's, I know we've talked a lot here, but let's uh, let's see if we can get something off people's chest. Uh, News, do you have anything you want to get off your chest? Yeah, listen, man. Uh, I know we keep harping on this every single week, and we mentioned this earlier, uh, you know, in this podcast. But for God's sakes, man, why is there still an endurance challenge? Like, please, can we get something more than just you know, just who can uh, outlast the others? I'm trying to see something like creative, even like you know something like the like the the one with the uh, the feet like picking up pieces but with their foot and like putting the flag in the middle or whatever. I'll even take that challenge, like something more creative. All right, yeah, I certainly agree with that. Is Andrew? Is anything you want to get off your chest? Um, I mean, I think we covered most things. I think the one thing I guess that comes to mind is like I really hope that after this season. They stop with this edge of extinction nonsense. It's, it's getting old. It's getting tiresome. It's literally watching people at summer camp getting along with each other while being a little bit hungry. Like, I'm sorry. Um, it adds no value to the season. Like, I get why they did it this season, because we get to see the winners more. And, like, that's nice. Although Queen Sandra, may she rest in peace, is gone. Um, but, like, I never want to see this twist ever again. At this point, I'm just hoping they have a next season, Andrew, with all the COVID-19 stuff going on and they can't shoot in Fiji. I'm more worried about if they're even going to have another season, let alone if Edge is going to be on there. Um, But, yeah, I agree. I I do. Edge should have stayed in 38, (laughs) to be fair. It was an okay experiment. It was fine. You know, whatever. It it didn't work. But, you, you know, neither did the medallion of power. We didn't have to bring it back, you know. And I also have to say this, right? When it comes to uh, Edge, after seeing uh, how Chris won and you know how like how fans were outraged and stuff like that, I, I'm pretty sure the theme of this season is that you know the Edge returnees aren't necessarily going to have the best odds at Found Tribal Council. I'm surprised that more people aren't just like leaving uh, after like you know not getting in uh, into the merge after the last uh, you know get in challenge. I just don't you think see? people want to. I just don't think people one want to quit, uh, and two. I, I, I disagree with you, News. I think whoever comes back from Edge of Extinction is probably going to be one or two in terms of the most likely to win just because they have had so many days to to make uh, you know good relationships. And if you go into a group of five that is already together in some capacity, even if they're against each other, they're at least living together, and you're able to break that up to make the final three, I mean uh, – just look at Rob. Like if Rob makes it back to the end, he's got Amber Tyson. You know, he's probably snoozed over Danny and Natalie at this point because they've been on there forever. You, it's like I don't know, man. I think I think I think whoever comes back is a legitimate threat to win, and that's sad because that was nice well, season. Yeah, that's what I was about to say because literally the dynamics at Edge promote someone from Edge winning because you're on Edge together, and you know. Some would say suffering, but not too much suffering. But still, you're on edge together. There's no voting people out. There's no backstabbing. There's no gameplay. So you get time to be friendly and make nice and be friends with these people while in the game. 
And then these people become jurors. And these people who become jurors, as much as, you know, people will say, oh, they'll vote on strategy. No, they won't. Because if they have a friend who they really like in the final three, they're going to vote for that person. Really? I'm, I, I'll, I guess we'll agree to disagree. I, I, think, I don't think that an edge, like, especially with, like, you know, if they do, like, final six or final, uh, like, you know, was it, what was the last time? Final five? It was, it was final five plus one. So it'd be, you know, that person would come in at the final six. But, you know, think about it like this, right? It's season 40. You're trying to crown the winner of all winners. Let's say by Boston, Rob, Parvati, Tyson, they get back in and they make it to the final three with, like, Michelle and like Nick and Ben, it's like these people aren't necessarily the people that you consider to be the face of the franchise. So like, are you really going to give you them their vote over, you know, Parvati, who's like, you know, essentially been the most, one of the most like notable players of all time or Tyson who's played so many times or Boston Rob, who's probably one of the other most notable people in, in, in the game. So, and, and you know, Sandra's not, not um, in the game anymore, but you know, hypothetically, if she was and she got back in, I mean, she literally would be a two time winner that made the final again. Yeah. Okay. Um, that's so. fair. Well, what about people like Danny and like Wendell and stuff like that? Yeah. I mean, I definitely think that that is, it is easier for someone like Boston Robin Parvati to win as opposed to someone like Danny or Wendell or Adam. But I think, I still think it's possible because they have all this time to make relationships. So in the case of Danny, like she basically went with almost like almost nobody had any ill will towards her except for Natalie. And she was literally the next person. So she can smooth that over and every other person. She was that shoulder to kind of cry on. She was that person to talk to. Um, and we don't see anything from the edge about, hey, this person's obnoxious around camp. Granted, they probably don't have the time to show that. Um, so she has all these relationships that she has time to like. Um, bond, and not only that, but these other people are bonding with her, right? Like, in the same way that Danny needs to bond with, like, Adam to get his vote, Adam's got to bond with Danny to get her vote if he makes it back in. So uh, I, I definitely think that they, these people are still alive. I, I would say that the, the bigger, quote-unquote, name you are, or maybe even in some capacity, the more recent you got voted out, such as, like, maybe Sophie has a better chance than someone like Danny because she at least made it longer in the game, Um you know, there are a lot of ways that you can look at it in terms of who has the best chance coming off of edge. But I definitely think whoever comes back from edge is still a live dog for sure. I, yeah, I mean, we'll see. I, I just think that I think it's going to be tough because especially with the feedback, the fan reaction and all that stuff in, in general, like how people reacted to Chris winning. I think in general, the, the, the winners might be trying to avoid something like that. Well, we'll but do you see. think the fans would have the same reaction if it was like if, the, if that way got Boston Rob to win or got Parvati to win? Like, I don't think so. I think they'd probably I think be the happy. Fans would love it. The fans yeah. would love it if Parvati Yeah, that's true. I, but I, mean, I, think if, I think if someone like Danny or like Wendell or something like that, um, one like that, I don't think it's going to be the same reaction. I mean, I definitely think people would be negative if Wendell won because they portrayed him as a villain. But if we're taking the edit out of it, I think that it's possible that someone like Wendell could still win. Um, because or even like someone like Natalie. Do you think Natalie, if she wins like that, does she have like a huge reaction? I mean, I definitely think going from first boot to like final three, regardless of how you got there, is is something that is a narrative, like a a narrative that you can preach that has not been seen before, and I think can can come back as like, hey, I'm the ultimate survivor. Like I, I was surviving out on edge by myself for three days. It was dark, you know. I didn't have any food. I fed myself. When, 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 when <laughs> Danny survived yeah, for three when, days. <laughs> yeah. When 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 Danny came back, like I was the person that she talked to. When I, I guess I guess Amber was was the second person who put it out. But you know, like you can you could have this type of nar- uh, narration that like I never gave up. I found all these fire tokens. I found all these advantages. I sent them in the game. I won my way back. Uh, uh, at, at day 36 and then i you know i don't I, th- I don't think you can cheap three votes in a row but i definitely think you have to play once you get to the final six which i think natalie is certainly capable of because she is kind of a chaotic player anyway so i definitely think that yeah. somebody like natalie is certainly a threat to win for sure 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I'm guarantee we'll have a terrible juror who'll Julie Carter this nonsense and will say, it doesn't matter how many days you play. It matters what you did with your days. Yeah. Yep. Um, <laughs> I, I'll say this. I'll say this. Uh, and this is from I get it off your chest and we'll get out of here. Um, you know, props to uh, Poverty and Natalie for, you know, being able to put uh, that disadvantage on someone like Tony, who is obviously going to work very hard to um, make sure that it doesn't come back to bite him. Yeah, and, you know, so credit for them. Yourself, you cut out for a bit there. Nope. And uh, but credit to credit to them, uh, credit to them for uh, putting six tokens on it. Uh, so um, those people can 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 see. Uh, but at the end of the day, uh, if Poverty and uh, Natalie spend that six freaking fire tokens on peanut butter i will blow a gasket like i will be so mad if i come into this episode and there is nothing but peanut butter <laughs> so i'm pretty bummed uh but yeah so that's that's all for this week uh Andrew news i appreciate you guys for being on uh everyone else so we hope that you listen to us next week we also have reality daily next week as well and we hope to hear from you soon bye